Um, have you seen any changes in me since I've been in the monastery? Well, you might not want to hear this, but you have a lot more gray hair. <laughs> You're listening to Echoes from the Bell Tower, stories of wit and wisdom from Benedictine monks who live, work, and pray in southern Indiana. We're your hosts, Brother Joel Blaze. And I'm Brother Colby Wolnikowski. We are working on episodes about St. Minard's outreach, and today's episode will be a little different than our past episodes. Back in the spring, Brother John Mark sat down with his mom and dad and talked about what it was like for them and their family when he decided to join the monastery back in 2002. Choosing to join the monastery or the seminary can impact everyone in a person's life, especially the parents. We're going to play some of that conversation without any interruption from us. Brother John Mark tells a story at the beginning, and he mentions having a corona. Well, for a monk, that's not just the popular beer or maybe the outer atmosphere of the sun that might have come to mind. No, the corona is the haircut that we get when we begin novitiate, and again, when we make solemn vows. It's a very attractive hairstyle, where the head is completely shaved, except for a band of hair. It is a visible sign that the monk has decided to embrace a new and different way of life. You can view a picture of Brother Joel with the corona haircut in the blog post for this episode. Now here are the Falkenhains. My name is Donna Falkenhain, and I'm the mother of Brother John Mark. And my name is Roland Falkenhain, and I'm the father of Brother John Mark. And I'm Brother John Mark. <laughs> my parents, in the course of our conversation, may call me Mark, since that was my name before I joined the monastery. So, And you usually call me Mark anyway. I do. Yeah. It, well, you know, when you've raised a child, called him Mark all their life, that's what you call them. Yeah. When I... When I Joined the monastery, I was nervous about my parents' reactions, so I, I didn't tell them certain things. I didn't tell you that I was going to have to have a corona, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't tell them that I would have to change my name right away. And um, in fact, I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, when I didn't tell you about the corona at all, uh, and I, they give you a corona at the beginning of your novitiate, and so my parents kept saying, when can I come visit you? And I thought to myself, I'm going to wait until this grows out a little bit, and they cut it off because I, you know, because it's you know it's a change it's and very attractive. Yeah, so <laughs> so I uh, we have to keep it until the feast of Saint Gregory, which is uh, September 3rd, which is your anniversary That's actually. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I kept saying, why don't you wait until I get settled in? And um, finally, it was like the very end of August, and they said, when can we come visit? I said, you know what, I think any time now. And, <laughs> and they, they're like, great, how about next weekend? <laughs> and I was still going to have it, and I said, okay, but I have to tell you. Mm -hmm. But my hair is going to be really crazy. It with didn't the bother us No, much. you said, well, what's the big deal? You're yeah. still you. So that, yeah. was, that was funny. Um, okay, well, here are some of the questions that we're, we're going to ask and that I was going to ask you. What was your reaction... Uh, when you first came to St. Meinrad uh, and you visited for the first time? I was, I guess, in, in awe of how big the facility was, the, the church and, and then the grounds and beautiful, how beautiful it was. And uh, then once we met some of the monks, you know, uh, it was just like we were home. It was a gr great place. 
Very welcoming, beautiful, yeah. peaceful, all of the, you know, it's a very wonderful place to come visit. Yeah, a lot of times when people hear that they're going to go to a monastery, or probably when you heard that I was going to join a monastery, people have, before they visit, they have ideas of what a monastery is going to be like. Um, were you surprised at all when you got here? Uh, was it like what you thought it was going to be? Were you surprised by anything? or? I don't think surprised, but we were pleased. Everyone's so welcoming and friendly, and they do make you feel at home. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think we had any idea no, what, the mon what so. a monastery was or, or would be like or what the monks would be like or you know, you always, you always envision. I, I guess sometimes seeing things in an old movie or something where the monks walk around, kind of scary looking, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we didn't see any scary monks. <laughs> no, it's a wonderful place to come to. Yeah, I always tell people when I'm giving talks about the monastery and stuff. You know, you worry about your parents' reactions to anything. You know, when you if you're getting married and you introduce your, you know, your fiance to your parents for the first time or something, you're, you're always nervous about what they're going to think, and uh, and so I knew that everything would be fine when you came to visit. And at the end of, I think we had a gathering of people, uh, maybe some of the monks, and got them together mm -hmm. so you could visit them. Mm -hmm. And before you left, I think mom said something like, "Everybody seems so normal." <laughs> well. and, uh, <laughs> And they are. I don't know what I expected. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of when yeah. you know that things are yeah. going to be fine. And, yeah. But I always say, well, I didn't, I didn't uh, introduce well, you to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> One of the neatest things that happened at, uh, at our first visit was that I had a, uh, a meeting with Father Harry. I guess you had mentioned you, you thought maybe we were a little nervous about you coming. And, and uh, we had a really a very frank meeting about, you know, how I felt and what was going on. And, and uh, it, when it was all over, was it, it, was, it was, I think it was a good move yeah. for that. Yeah, he used to do that regularly with people that always want to ask, answer. Any, I think when I even made temporary vows or something, he had dinner with you yes. mm -hmm. without me. Right, yes. just to mm -hmm. see he did. Right. You know, just like, to what of, questions do you have, right. and, and he probably explained a little bit about kind of what the life is mm -hmm. too. Yeah. So, um, so now I've been here sixteen years. Uh, hard to believe. Hard to believe. What does Saint Minard or the monastery, you know, kind of like mean to you? I suppose, or it's just like come visiting you at your home. Everybody's friendly. You're welcome. You're well taken care of. Um, we look forward to coming. It's a wonderful place. I remember the first time I had friends come to visit, Father Harry, who was my uh, novice junior master, said, um, we want your friends to be our friends, and we want your family to be our family, which was, which and, was nice. And we feel that way, and I think your friends do as well. Yeah. But here's a question. How has my being in the monastery, has it changed anything in our family or impacted our family in a particular way, do you think? Well, personally, I just feel um, closer to God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because we're here. We I don't I don't know that way. As far as in other things, we don't get to see you as often. Yeah. Family wise, we and with your brother and his family, we only all get together maybe twice a year. Yeah. Which we're very family oriented, so we miss that. That's one impact it's made on on our family, and you don't get to see your nieces and nephews grow up much as much yeah yeah but that's the major thing yeah. but we're grateful that we can come here in a few hours yeah well, I know what I was going to ask you was that 
I don't think we have any like religious priests or sisters in our in our extended family. No. I mean, Dad grew up in a Lutheran family, right. and so and then became Catholic. Um, but your family, I recently learned, was not Catholic. Not until not maybe two generations before mm-hmm. you. Is was it your? Well, you, on my dad's side, some of them were never Catholic. Okay. Uh, actually, his parents weren't until late, his mother later in life. But an aunt. My dad came from a very large family, and an aunt sort of took, especially the one girl under her wing. And she, I think, if she hadn't to take care of her, hadn't had to take care of her mother, she probably would have entered religious life. And, Aunt Amy, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she was a very wonderful, she became, giving, loving. Person. She became Catholic, and she was one of the older siblings, yes, right? And so yeah. she got, she took it upon herself to name all of the. There were thirteen I, children there in were this 13. family. Three died. Is children, but the ten survived. Yes, she named them. Ivan Aloysius Bible, like Sylvanus. Uh, All these saints and yes. Bible names. Yeah. She first forever. She she, <laughs> she <laughs> went hog wild and gave them Jesse. all these crazy Catholic Dad's names. Dad's name was Jesse Valerius. There's Valerius in the Bible, and just various. But she was a very holy person and a wonderful person. She was more like a grandmother to us. She never married herself. No, she could. Our been grandmother a nun. died when we were younger. But she was. She loved her family. The um, what are your friends' reactions whenever you tell them that your son's a monk? They're very impressed. <laughs> really? <laughs> Truly, <laughs> they're very impressed. No kidding. And you've met some of our friends, and they're. Oh. Are they curious people? When you tell when I tell people I'm a monk, if I'm not dressed well, even if I am dressed as a monk, but if I'm out of the monastery, and then they learn, they're always very curious, and they have lots of questions. Is that true for you too? Well, Sometimes. What, 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 one of the questions that that I get asked: Well, is he a, is he a priest yes, or a brother? Right. And and uh, they they really don't. Most people don't understand what a monk is. Yeah. You know, it's a monk is someone who leads a monastic life, and and uh, so. But that's, I think, the first thing they ask. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, they're curious. Sure, yeah. and so would we. Until we came here, we didn't know right. how yeah. the monks lived, Yeah, truly. Um, what would you tell other parents who have children who might be discerning religious life, being a sister or a brother or a monk or something? Do you have any advice for them? Uh, don't interfere. Let them work it out, pers- really, because they are the one that has to, will have to live the life. Pray for them. Oh, and that's another thing I would say. Wait until you're a little mature before you make that commitment or yeah. that decision. Don't do it as a teenager or like they used to. I think it's all right to have a like, oh, I might want to do that. But I do think it's smart to have some life experience before I do too. you mm-hmm. kind of make a commitment. People in general, I think, are getting married a little later and making so. commitments mm-hmm. a little later. That's probably a good thing. Um, have you seen any changes in me since I've been in the monastery? Well, you might not want to hear this, but you have a lot more gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, I think you're very self-assured and um, care about your life here and the people here. I feel that. You're more at ease with yourself and you're, you're comfortable. You found your, your place. I think you're comfortable with your life. Yes, I do too. I think you're happy with your life. Yeah, that's certainly nice to hear. Yeah. Well, I do. But, and if you're happy, then we're happy. We're happy. happy. I yeah. mean, that's... Don't you think it's a, a lot like uh, like a family? I mean, you can tell when someone is happily married because they they kind of How grow... How they respond to each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they kind of grow into themselves in the in the context of a relationship. Like, a good relationship, I think, makes someone 
more and more themselves in the better sense of that. And so, Comfortable with yourself. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think you are here as well. Yeah. And it's certainly, well, I would say on the other, from the other point of view, and I said this to you, I learn a ton about, you know, staying committed to this relationship in the monastery by having parents who have stayed committed to oh. a relationship that's... Because we've been married all our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 50, how many years? 55. It'll be 56 in September. 56 September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think no matter what relationship you're in, whether it's, you know, in a relationship in a monastery, a relationship in a marriage, it gets difficult, or it gets boring, <laughs> or it gets the same thing kind of every day, and then new questions arise, like, oh, is it, you know, what is the meaning of this, and this is harder than I thought it was going to be or whatever, but it, then it matters a whole lot to, to be able to have, you know, people in your life that you reference where, well, my parents did this and, and you realize looking back, oh, I can remember when it was probably tough for them or those sorts of things. And, and you think, okay, well then my job is to stay put. And then you reach a new level of kind of happiness or you meet new sides of yourself or your community or your spouse that, well, it's all in the commitment. It is. You just don't give up yeah. when there's a little glitch. Yeah, or even a big glitch. You don't yeah. give up. Right. Well, life is is full of compromises. Yeah. I mean, life you have to. You have to I, I always I still think is if you commit to something and you want to stay with it, you'll work it out. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this conversation between Brother John Mark and his mother and father, Donna and Roland. Krista Hall serves as our editor, producer, and all-around behind-the-scenes person. Our podcast team includes Brother Joel Blaze, Brother Colby Wolnikowski, Mary Jean Schumacher, Jim Paquette, Tammy Sheeter, and Christian Mozek. The music for this podcast was written and produced by Brother Joel. A special thanks goes to Donna, Roland, and Brother John Mark Falkenhayn. We couldn't have created this episode without you. We have two more episodes coming up that are in the same conversation format. For one of them, I interview my family of heathens. You don't want to miss it. If you're enjoying Echoes from the Bell Tower, tell your friends and subscribe to it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. You can view photos of Brother Joel and me with Corona haircuts or listen to past episodes at stminerad.edu slash echoes. Hey there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's hard to do it. <laughs> this is Brother Joel. Or should it be Blaze? No, don't do Blaze. This is Brother Joel. This is Brother Joel. <laughs> you sound like an NPR reporter. That <laughs> <laughs> This is Brother Joel Blaze. <laughs>